listening to the Rock Capital Podcast, the greatest podcast ever about rock music and Melbourne and everything else surrounding that. That doesn't make any sense, but just run with it. My name, I am, I am Stefan, your host, and I cr- and I create this podcast. I do two things at once, and I'm here with my good buddy Reese from the bass player from Ascarian. How are you going, Reese? I'm doing very well. How are you? Good. Just a little bit sore from yesterday because we went to Download Festival and it was brutal. Ba-bow. Pretty brutal. All right. It was incredibly brutal. Uh, we had a we had a big day yesterday. And a lot of bands to see in such short time, and we we got through it. We got through it. Yes, we got through most of them. Um, but it this was probably the this is the Melbourne um, or the Australian Download Festival of 2019. We came back from it was yesterday. Today is the 12th of March. This was probably the best um, heavy music lineup I've seen since that Metallica, Linkin Park, Blink 182 one. Mm. Uh, what was that, like six years ago? Seven. Six or seven years ago, yeah. That was an incredible lineup. This one is not quite to that level, but it comes very, very close. Mm. Last year, we had download that was um, headlined by the likes of Korn, Limp Bizkit, and Prophets of Rage. A lot more um, of the new metals, 90 bands last year, whereas this year was more some of the classic heavy metal bands. You know, Ozzy Osbourne had to pull out, but, you know, he, he was a perfect example of that. And we got Judas Priest and Slayer. And also some punk bands like Some Footy One, but yeah, um, how did you find the the day overall? Busy, busy, busy. Because I was going back and um, I was going back and forth between all the stages like crazy. It was yeah, but I I managed to get to everywhere I needed to go pretty easily. Yeah, it's just a matter of avoiding the crowds. Like at the beginning of the day, it was not so bad. It wasn't because all all I had to do was like. People haven't arrived. Arrived, yes. Yeah, people just arrived, and um, yeah, and I had to start my like sort of round, round the whole festival, sort of getting to the bands that I needed to see to review. Yep, which was interesting. All right. Well, we we got there pretty much as soon as it opened. We just got to New Year's Day just in time. The yeah, first band they just started. Yeah, they're from the US. What did you think about them? They were pretty good. Um, she, uh, there's the, the singer's name is Ash, Ash Costello. Ash Costello, yes. Yeah. Uh, she, her set, the second song of the set, uh, she gets up and she says, um, "Listen, uh, people said I could, a woman couldn't do this song, so I told them to, you know, well, just suck it, to suck it, yeah, essentially." So, and then she performed "Fucking Hostile" by Pantera, and my God. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. wasn't the best, but it was good. It wasn't as brutal as the Pantera. It wasn't, one, obviously. It but was. It was a new take on fucking hostile. I thought it was. It was an. It was a great attempt. Yeah, and it, it was. Wor- and it worked. And it worked. Yeah, and uh, Ash Costello is a great front woman. She really knows how to work work the crowd. I think you know the songs are good. Yeah. Not. I wouldn't say it's kind of like it was an alternative metal, gothic metal style. It probably wouldn't be something I'd be super into, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. And I can see that after um, last night, and also we just uh, did a different, recorded a different podcast. My voice is gone, so, <laughs> so is mine. Please forgive um, me. And then, so New Year's Day were great, and that was the only time we were at the Avalanche stage, and it's yeah. a good stage. 
So for the rest of the day, we were uh, we were bouncing between the black, the red, and the dog tooth and the ascension stage. So yes. up next, I went to see Wind Waker with you, didn't I? Yes, which is not based on the Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, as far as I know. Yeah, just the Wind Waker. They're a Aussie band, um, Aussie Ra- metalcore band Waga- from from Wa- Rock Capital themselves. From Wagga Wagga, they're f- Wind Waker from Wagga Wagga. Oh, I thought it said it was from oh, from Melbourne. Well, that's according to Wikipedia, at least. <laughs> Better oh, we're doing the research and is now. Yep. Wind Waker. Wind Waker. Metalcore. No, it takes too long. <laughs> well, anyway. Um, Doesn't matter. The point yeah. is they're from Australia. The point is they're from Australia, yeah. And um, to me, I was just like, oh, another metalcore band. Uh, okay, I'll I'll say this. Like, I said this about Polaris as well. Like, I will get to Polaris eventually. Like... I find that with metalcore bands, the band the bands are louder than the vocalists, and I don't like that. Yeah, because with a metalcore band, you have clean and unclean vocals, and those vocals are drowned out by everything else. And I just thought, like these vocalists have skill. I think they should be given turned up at least, so you can hear them. Like I just couldn't hear them. I just could not hear them. It got, there was a similar thing with Rob Halford and Judas Priest, actually. It was getting a bit harder to hear. So, um, Wind Waker, yeah, they um, they they had great interactions with um, the audience because they unleashed the beach balls. Yeah, beach balls. Yeah, so beach rock, balls. A rock staple. Um, oh, we, uh, we made a joke about that on the train. Like, um, we said Wind Waker unleashed some beach balls and the guy sitting next to us on the train was like, oh, that... That's more of a Metallica thing because I thought it was a metalcore thing, and he said it was like a Metallica thing, and I said like, "Oh, it's a ploy. They don't actually give it. It's not actually for the audience. It's actually so Lars can hit certain drum instruments." It's um it, at the end of the Metallica shows, they usually do it during Seek and Destroy, but they do Seek and Destroy like fourth in the third or fourth in the set now, so I don't know how that works. Maybe they, maybe they just found like a new song to do the encore with, like Enter Sandman. Yes. So anyway, Wind Waker, I there was nothing too like that stuck out for me. Do you agree with what I said? Just another metalcore band. Yeah, just another metalcore band. Like, yeah. But look, I'm not a fan of metalcore. I'm assuming you're not either. I'm partial. I'm very partial. I don't care for most of them, so you know, maybe maybe I'm just being unfair. So, so then we moved to... Oh, wait, did you have something to say? No. Okay, I'm so saying that we, we're moving on to War on Women. War on Women. Um, this 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 one was weird. Um, they're a band from the... U, uh, where were they from? They're I from th- the US. They're just from <coughs> the US. Okay. Baltimore, I think. Baltimore. They were a punk band. Um, and they they were kind of weird for me because Shauna Potter, who's the um, front woman, she's very um, unpredictable, yep. I think. Like, she wheezes in and out of, like, spoken word poetry and just playing singing. And I think it kind of threw me off a bit. I'm just like, oh, what is she doing now? And then she's screaming and then she's singing and then she's uh, doing probably slam poetry or something, just like in the middle. And, um, but she was, um, they were quick to win over the crowd with, yeah, because they were, they are very liberal, very liberal. They're very, um, uh, lefty. Yeah, yeah, they're very. <laughs> they're like a feminist punk band. Yeah, they're. Fem- and they, I think it's just the way that Shauna was moving around a lot. It was a bit strange. Yeah, um, but I'm, you know, whatever. If you're into that, I kind of feel like that's the way punk 
bands do it nowadays. You know, yeah. they're just unpredictable. Yeah, but yeah, it was fine. You know, they were better than Wind Waker, in my opinion. So I'm they were more memorable. Yeah, more memorable than Wind Waker. So you know, they were fine. Um, where did we go after? Well, I would have seen the beautiful monument, but Clash, because I had to go see Airborne. Nice. Otherwise, I would have seen them. But uh, Airborne from Warnable, great. <laughs> they they were a blast because um, Joel O'Keefe, uh, lead singer and guitar player, uh, he um, you know, he was very crowd orientated. Like he was like, you know, big day's gone, sound waves big day gone, out. big day has gone, sound waves is gone. And now we've got the beating heart of rock and roll and download. He's really like you know that um obviously a lot of people compare them to ACDC, rightly so. Yeah. But you can tell that he eats, breathes, and um, shits this um rock and roll stuff. You know, like it's he, it's he not he an does, act. He probably wears black every day. You yeah. Know? And it's always black leather. You know, he always wears pants. He never wears shorts. I can't imagine him in shorts. Because you can tell that they're really into what they're doing. Yeah. Um, um, but they were great. They played um, Running Wild and they played Breaking Out Hell from the new album. And Ready to uh, Rock. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, did you... Um, I just... I pointed it out to um, one of my other mates that the lead guitar... The other guitarist, sorry, um, he cut himself. I didn't know so. I didn't see it. And he bled all over the pickup. Oh, well... Which, it, that was gnarly because you could see in his hand there was just red, red, raw red. That's gnarly, but that is also very rock and roll. Yeah, but he kept playing. Yeah, he kept playing because he's a legend. And Joel O'Keefe went into the um, crowd on piggyback with the security guard and he started just playing his solo, which is brave. Mm. But you know what? Overall, I want to see more um, Airborne again. They were fantastic. Fantastic uh, ACDC-like band, but... They got a lot of their own character that I think puts them on a different level. Yeah. Um, so when ACDC are no longer with, with us, it'll be good, to, great to have Airborne around. Uh, very rock and roll. Got a few, got a couple of circle pits going, so it was great. I saw the end of High Tension because the thing with those, the Dog Tooth stage and the Ascension stage, you know, they weren't the headlining ones. So it, no matter how big the band was, there was like a small crowd there. Mm. So, so you, High Tension, I thought, had lots of fans, but the crowd was very small. So, you caught High Tension. What was the band you were going to see? So, like, you caught the the Balland of High Tension. Yeah. Well, what band did you see in the gap there? Oh, that was Airborne. Oh, so you saw Airborne and you, you jumped over to High Tension. Yeah, so the last 10 minutes or so. Okay. Um, you know, it, it was fine. She was doing her... Doing her trademark screams i guess uh-huh. and she was looking all scary looking all angry <laughs> it's funny because she looks like um with, with her long hair she looks like you know those like japanese horror movies where they have their like um hair down they look all scary oh yeah yeah that's what that's what she looked like when she was staring at the, at the crowd all scared or like looking all angry it's that's, pretty funny that is pretty gnarly but she's cool um, i interviewed high attention on the mosh pit on sin so if you go to the mosh pit backstage podcast you can find it. it's a great interview um, Karina from High Tension, that's the vocal. She's really nice and she's really cool. Uh, while you were at Catching High Tension, I was in Behemoth. Oh my God, they were loud. They were loud as hell. And they they um, they um were really good. They, they were really into it. And um, Nurgle got burnt. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, he, he stood at the wrong place at the wrong time when the flame... The flames went in his face, but it was just for a mere second. He was okay. But I could see the red, sort of the red marks on his face, just where he got burnt. 
and and they were and it was a pretty loud and pretty good concert like and he also made the point that it's it's good to see Australia is the is a free thinking country or something like that because like, <laughs> they're controversial back in Poland where they where they're from yeah well because I mean Poland's a very religious country oh yeah. So there you go. And then um, did did we catch Anthrax? We did, and they were great. Yeah, very classic um, set, very classic. Yeah, they had like one new song from the uh, new album, which was Evil Twin. Um, that was it. I like Evil Twin, yeah. but I would have preferred some of the other songs from that album. But they d- I think they deserved a longer set um, because I wanted to hear more new stuff live. Yeah, 45 minutes. I mean, they were, you know, they were pretty high up the bill. So I think they should have, they should have at least had an hour. Yeah, they went nuts when um they just did the intro to Cowboys from Hell. Yeah, yeah, they bookended the oh, show yeah, with Cow- yeah. and they ended with like a snippet from Cowboys from Hell, and yeah, they played huge like Cord in the Mosh, be all and all. The the Mosh was really really rough. Like this was that was the warm up to Slayer. Yeah, people were going crazy. Where were you then? Were Me? you at the back? I was at the front. I was at the front to the right because we got a good spot. As soon as like airborne just started, we got to the very front, but in the middle of the two stages, so we can move in between stages. Oh, yeah, on the right, yeah, I couldn't see it, but I was yeah. pretty close to the front. It was a great mosh, really good mosh, and they were re- they're really good live. I want to see more though. I want to see them do a headliner. Yeah, me too. Uh, where did you go after Anthrax? This was my meal break, so I waited like twenty minutes in line for a burger, <laughs> and. Uh, but I could see Friends or Rum on the Dogtooth stage, so you know they got to play a few songs. They sound pretty good. Hopefully, get to see them again in the future. While you and Friends or Rum, I was seeing Alien Weaponry. Now, this is a band that I was looking forward to seeing, actually. Um, and they killed it. They killed it. Like, from New Zealand. They're from New Zealand. They're yeah. from New Zealand. They're a very young band. Kind of thrashy. Very uh, more new metally, I think. Hmm. Some new met. They, I think they do mix thrash in there somewhat because. And they incorporate a Maori language as well in their music, and it was it was quite w- worth seeing them live because they were very energetic, um, three piece. And how about the crowd? Oh, they loved it. They were chanting the lyrics, which I wasn't expecting. So. Probably a lot of ki- probably a lot of Kiwis then. I think so. Yeah. Because once we got the devil skin, they're like, "Any Kiwis here?" And, and like, nearly everyone. They all shut up their hands. I think every every Kiwi came to see that band. Um, so next was. I saw Rise Against. Um, it's pretty exhausted at that point, so I kind of stayed from afar. But uh, yeah, I liked what I saw. I really liked the song Prayer of the Refugee. That's one of my favorite songs of all time. So glad I got to see that live. Yeah, you know, they're, they're really energetic. And sometimes the vocalist had his guitar on. Sometimes he just sang. And they got Shauna from War and Women to come on for a guest song near the end. And I think they also did a similar kind of guest appearance. Um, guests, um, they had someone from uh, Me First and the Gimme Gimme's, maybe I was wrong, I might have heard that wrong, um, play a guest spot with them as well. So yeah, they were good. Yeah, they played for an hour, mm. but I would have preferred Anthrax for an hour, but you know, kind of everything. And there was no clash there for the most part, because you can see it in the timetable, they weren't, they're the only band I could really see during that time in full. Because otherwise I, I wasn't... I like Rise Against, but I wasn't planning to go see them. It's only because of all these other clashes, which unfortunately kind of ru- lowers the value of the ticket when all these bands you want to see, you can't see. Yeah, it's a shame. The more bands, the more chances you are of having. Whilst you were in Rise Against, I, I went to Polaris. Yeah, and I got to see the end of that too. And again, like, they were they were like, 
I want to see a circle pit. I want to see a circle pit. It's the thing with metalcore bands. They always ask for a circle pit straight away. <laughs> and um, again, the vocals were very good because they're two vocalists. Um, I think, again, the mix was just like the band needs to be louder than the vocals. And I was just like, come on, I can't hear it. I do like Polaris. I don't know what it is about them, but I like them a lot better than a lot of other metalcore bands. War on, um, sorry, Wind Waker. <laughs> Although a lot of these bands do kind of sound similar in my eyes, mm. but yeah, I dug them. Like I jumped to the mosh and I was moshing. It was it was great. There was a killer mosh pit there. Yeah. Then I lost you after Polaris, um, and then I went to um, sneak, try to sneak in as much Alice in Chains as I could. How much did you get? I got two, two, three songs, but two songs before I had to see Devil Skin. If that makes sense. Yep. I got Down in the Hole and Hollow. Did Worth you? it? Yes. Where were you at that point? You were still in Polaris, weren't you? Bethesda, which is the video game company, they were having they had this stall to promote the upcoming game Rage 2. I don't know what Rage 1 was. I don't know what Rage <laughs> 2 was. Me either. But they had um you could book in free makeup, a free temporary tattoo, which I still have. Wait, do I have it? Yeah, it's still there. And yeah, free makeup and some hair. So um, I just booked in like six twenty six six thirty. So mm-hmm. they did my they coloured my hair blue and they put and they said, oh we have like two different makeups. You can have this one or this one that's a bit more like Mad Max. I'm like oh Mad Max sign me up. They made my face look like Mad Max and they gave me like blue hair and they gave me this little tattoo. This is all from Rage Two game I presume. But the funny thing is there wasn't really any information about the game. There's like a screen that says oh order the collector's edition. But I have no idea what the actual game is. And this is from me, who runs a video game show called Player One on Sin Nation. Monday nights, 8 till 10, check it <laughs> out. And we also have the podcast, Player One Bites, Player One Completionist, check them out. But yeah, I have no idea what Rage 2 is about. So that's what I was doing. I was getting the makeup, hair, and the tattoo done. Okay. So it was a lot of fun seeing you after the makeup. Yeah, it was fun. And uh, got interesting later. <laughs> uh, and then we both saw Devil Skin. And I told you about Devil Skin because they, because um, Hailstorm was at, is that download today too, yesterday too. But they also, um, Devil Skin, I, I, for seeing I reviewed Hailstorm's show and I saw Devil Skin was opening for them. So I saw them as well. And I think Devil Skin are huge in New Zealand. They're a New Zealand hard rock metal band. And in New Zealand, they're massive. So mm. Hailstorm actually opened for them. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, in New Zealand. Um, I was excited to see them again because when I saw them at the Corner Hotel in Rich in Richmond in Melbourne, it was, which is a great great venue for loud music, I was really excited. Was I right, Race? Yes, absolutely. Because Devil Skin uh, front woman is Jenny. Sorry, I don't know her last name. Her name last name's complicated. Yeah, Jenny something. But she is very. She's a very very strong vocalist. Um, you know, melodic vocals, melodic metal, like, it's it sounds like a modern heavy metal band. So, you know, like, memorable, good riffs. Yeah. And, you know, clean singing, like they did in the 80s. And, um, but she's really powerful and her voice is amazing. It's got lots of different styles. You can do different styles. And uh, she's got a good stage presence as well. And, yeah, the songs were loud and great. What do you think? Yeah, like I thought she was really clear. Yeah, as well. Um, I the sound I re- was good. Yeah, the sound was really good. Um, apart from one technical difficulty during the set, it was really good. 
It was a really good, like, I didn't know any other songs, but I thought it was pretty much on point. Yeah, the second song was Elvis Presley Circle Pit, the one with the big bass and the... Yeah. Look up that song. If you want to get at least one Devil Skin song, look up um, Elvis Presley Circle Pit. It's nuts. Really recommend Devil Skin. So we got New Zealand's finest yesterday. Yeah. We got Alien Weaponry and Devil Skin. Maybe they're touring with each other. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, I know, but it'd be good. I would like to see. I didn't get a chance. I missed out on Alien Weaponry, unfortunately. But when they come out next time, I definitely will make sure I get there. And then, But we had to leave early because we had to see Judas Priest. Yeah, we caught... Did we get split up, but Judas Priest? Yeah, I had to run to the urinal. Yeah, because otherwise I would be staying there from like 7 o'clock till 10 o'clock, three hours. Oh. So then I went to, um, as far as I can... T- as far as I could to see Priest and then I lost Where you. were you? Were you in the middle? I was in the middle. Yeah, I was kind of like middle back. Yeah. And... I was near the tent. Like I was near the left hand side and then I was like, oh wait, I have to see Slayer later so I have to keep moving to the right. So I started moving to the right. And so Priest were great actually. I, was, I wasn't I was expecting it. Like it was a lot of surprises on the day but Priest would just bang I think um, they have a bit of like the old band vibe, as in, you know the performance was was good, but you can kind of see that they've kind of passed that playing age. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So obviously, you know, it would have been great to see Priest in their prime, and you know the, everything was still good. Like Halford still has it, but you know you kind of wish you kind of saw him at the time when they were still able, capable of moving around a lot and yeah, going he, really nuts. He doesn't. He moves around, but it's kind of like he's just walking to places. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Not like um Joey from Anthrax, who still runs who, around. Who bounces. Yeah, yeah. He's he's just, like, bouncing off shit, so... Yeah. But I think Halford has, like, a bad... He's got something, like, physical. Yeah, but his vocals were still really good, and, you know, there were some surprises, like uh, Desert Ruins, I think it was called. Yeah, that was a surprise that they played yeah. that. Yeah. A lot of new tracks. Yeah, but I, the, the new album's quite good, so I was happy with that. And we got Turbo Lover. We didn't get Living After Midnight... But, you know, we did get Breaking the Law, and I think the best performance was Painkiller. Yeah, Painkiller Painkiller set everyone off, basically. Yeah. Um, I was surprised with Electric Eye. I thought they weren't going to play Electric Eye. Yeah, that was a good one, too. Yeah. Um, and Hellbent, Hellbent for Leather. I love that song. Yeah, that was old school. And that sounded really good as well. Um, but overall, yeah, and the, the backing band was good. The bass player, I mean, the bass player is, like, highly regarded. Yeah, know. Ian Hill has, like, been there since the beginning. Hmm. like straight up like he's the original member as well like then halford's halford is also original member i think he's sung on most of the albums yeah and then the rest of them like the drummer's been there since painkiller richie's been there since 2014 and then the the other guy the other guitarist was the producer on firepower but because unfortunately glenn tipton cannot tour anymore he's taking his place So that's 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 where we're at at the moment with Judas Priest. But Glenn Tipton, he's coming back, or he's like t- touring. You see, because there was another guitarist that quit from the last album, wasn't it? Uh, okay, so the deal is, um, Glenn Tipton has, I think, par- a form of Parkinson's. Yeah. So he can't tour anymore, but he hasn't quit the band. Right. So he's still part of it. He's still integral. But didn't they have another guitarist who quit before yeah. the last album? So, KK Downing quit yeah. before Redeemer of Souls. I'm not sure when, but 
they got Richie to replace him. Yeah, so that means two of those guitarists are out. Yeah. What a shame. Yeah. But that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. But yeah, great set. Yeah. And then we got the good old Slayer. We had to not go see Ghost, even though I wanted to, because I'm assuming they wanted to get the night time. But still, having those two clash was, I thought, kind of dumb. Doesn't matter. I'm sure Ghost will come back. They're a young band. Hailstorm I've already seen, and they'll come back anyway. Yeah. Slayer won't... Killed it. Slayer killed it, and but the thing is, they're not coming back. So you made the right choice to see Slayer. Yeah, well, once um once Judas Priest went off, and you know they came back for the encore, I was like, oh wait, I have to go move right to go to the red stage so I can see Slayer. So I kept moving. So the last few songs of Judas Priest onto the side, and then after they finished, kept moving, got very close to the front and Slayer. I was like, mm, this mosh isn't so bad. So they opened with Repentless. Yeah, great song. And, you know, the moshing wasn't too rough in the first few songs, first couple of songs. And I think that's because people were excited that, you know, they wanted to take it in rather than just mosh through it. They wanted to take in Slayer. But then eventually a few songs in like, oh, wait, this is Slayer. We have to mosh. And then the, the moshing started getting really, really rough. Yeah. Like, I think his vocal performance got better as it went along. Like, he was screaming. Tom's, yeah. He was getting more, like, high-pitched screaming and more, like, just yelling like, at the beginning, he was very tame, but he I guess that was just to reserve energy. Yeah, so, best performance. I loved the... Repentless the side out was great, so it was Disciple. I liked Jihad, and probably War Ensemble. To me, War Ensemble was one of the most was one of the most definite Slayer songs, probably, like, in the top three. And they had the ending of Postmortem, where everyone just goes nuts. Yeah. That was great as well. And, of course, you know, can't get much better than Raining Blood or Angel Death. We'll get to that. What do you think? Uh, Disciple was a definite high for me. Um, South Side of Heaven. Mm. They did that pretty well. The two main um, singles, uh, Running Blood and Angel of Death, they really they really made an impact, like with those songs. When Tom does the uh, Angel of Death scream. I, I couldn't hear it because everyone else was screaming. Yeah, I, I heard it. So, yeah, it sounded good. I think once we got to Running Blood, it became one of the things where it's like... Oh shoot! There's only like a few songs left, and you know the the bridge of Raining Blood when the solo goes absolutely nuts. I'm like, mm. this is where I'm gonna get really hurt. But this, there's only three songs left, so I have to keep going. But yeah, once we get to that, that's when the that's when the mosh went freaking crazy, and then it just kept on going because Chemical Warfare was next, and that's a bit of a long song. So we just kept going and going and going and going, and then we got to Angel of Death, and then it just kept going. Or did it stop? No, people kept moshing, but it wasn't as hard as the last two songs. Okay. And then, um, but yeah, it was a great, it was a great show. There was uh, maybe one or two songs I didn't really recognize, but I knew nearly every other song. Okay. So I was, I was very pleased. It was a good set. One thing that you'll take back from Slayer now, um, is what Tom Araya did after they finished the set. So, you know, um, you know, a band finishes their set and, you know, if they're headlining, they say goodbye to the crowd so tom was like just sitting on the uh left side well his right but our left side of the stage just staying there watching the crowd the other members were you know saying goodbye as well he stood there for ages and then he kept slowly walking across the stage just stopping to look at the crowd and then he eventually got to the end then he went back to the mic and said not much just saying thank you for everything <laughs> and mm. went off 
it was kind of poor. I found it quite poignant because he was just taking in about like what he's not going to see again. You know. Yeah, it was. So he realized that he wouldn't be able to play a festival in Australia ever again. He this is. I don't know if they're going to come back and do another tour in Australia. Um, I'm assuming I that's the end because. No, I think they would have done. I think them and Anthrax might have done some side shows. Yeah, that's probably the last time they'll tour Australia. So yeah, he was taking it all in, and you know, people had their phones filming it, taking it, taking it in as well. If you know him, and you know, it was it was poignant. Yeah, so I appreciate. You know, it's nearly forty years that Slayer have been around, and they've had a rough few years. They had like a bit of an ACDC style fallout where people just start leaving. Yeah, um, like Lombardo is in different bands now, and unfortunately, Hanneman passed away in yeah. 2013 so things were crumbling because at one point they were one of the only they were the only big four who had all their original members at one point yeah and then but then shit started happening again yeah so that was unfortunate but it would have been nice if jeff and dave were there but they weren't um yeah paul one. yeah paul who was he played on a lot of albums with them Gary Holt from Exodus, who's a great guitarist in his own right. But overall, you know what? It was a great show, and the crowd loved it. It was really rough mosh. I was pretty sore. And the makeup that I had from the um, from the Rage 2 booth... Uh, that was all rub- gone. Yeah, well, it rubbed off, because obviously I'd been moshed to death, and, you know, I had Band-Aids from bleeding from anthrax, and that, that Band-Aid disappeared too. It is kind of funny, because, like, I, I uploaded a photo to my Facebook doing... And I made a little... You know on Facebook, you can do the live events. So I'm just like, live event. Survive Slayer Mosh Pit. Anyway, thanked all my family and friends, and then I took like a selfie of. Um, I don't. I don't usually take selfies, but I took a selfie of my face covered in the makeup. And you know, it's funny because you know people think that I've been brute. I look like I've been brutally um, beaten up or bashed, but which is half true because I was kind of bashed in the mosh a bit. But the makeup, the other half of the story is the makeup just makes it look ten times worse. <laughs> So the truth is, yeah, if, if you want a visual sense of how beaten up I was, um, having that makeup actually helped <laughs> because it um, showed me just how much how beat up I was. So, you know, I survived the Slayer much, but the last two times I uh, kind of backed away a bit. I didn't really jump in. The last two times Slayer was at Soundwave. There was a mosh pit, but I didn't go in. Or I, I think the last time I might have gone in a little bit, but not really. Mm. I stayed back for the rest of this one. I was in the thick of it near the front braved it and i stuck around the entire two hours no sorry i stuck around the entire 90 minutes so yeah i'm proud of myself it was totally worth seeing slayer for the last time yeah they were great i thought they were better this this time around yeah to be honest because it just felt like you know you're never going to see them again and you just got to have to take in like whatever songs they give to you as sort of like a showcase of their career yes and, you know, the big four, that means the big four is no more. Ozzy, you know, he was sick, so he couldn't make it to download. But, you know, he's old, so he's not going to be with us very much longer. And he's the godfather of heavy metal. So yeah. that means there'll be a brand new generation of bands. Well, these bands will be the old. Judas Priest is still kicking. But let's just go to Clashes. So if there, who did you not see because of the Clash? Uh, Sum 41. I wanted to see Sum 41. Yep. And uh, Ghost? I didn't want to see Ghost. What? I didn't want to see Ghost. You didn't? No. Nah. I thought you liked them. I liked them, but I didn't want to see them. Oh. Because they're really good live, apparently. True. But, uh, I, like, in terms of clashes, I still wanted to see, like, Slayer over, over Ghost. Fair enough. Well, I wanted to see Ghost. Didn't really care for Sum 41. Didn't really care for Alice in Chains. 
I oh. wish I got to see the whole of Devil's Skin. Maybe there was a time for me to see Alien Weaponry would have been easier. Because, yeah, I was, I was at Friends of Rom waiting for my burger too, so I didn't get to see Alien Weaponry. And I would have liked to have seen all of High Tension, and maybe a bit of the beautiful monument would have been good too. Um, I couldn't be bothered with Luca Brasi though. Me? Well, they were first up. Oh, no, they weren't first up. That was Voyager. I still remember Unified. They were okay. Just another punk band, though. I, um, I wanted to see, like, Alice in Chains and Sun 41. Those were the two bands I really wanted to see. Yeah. were clashed. So, at least they're coming back. So, hopefully I get to see them again. When you saw the original set times, were you just like, hmm, all this money I spent on this ticket, but there's a bunch of bands I can't see. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, I have to make a choice. I really have to make a choice. I have to make a stupid choice, but it's a choice nonetheless. And what was your reaction when Ozzy Osbourne will have to cancel? I was I was kind of pissed. I'm like, well, it, it, there was a precursor because like he got sick like a couple of months before the download. Yeah. And he was cancelling left, right and centre because he was just like, the doctors are not sure if he'll make it or like he's going he's gonna to be all right, but he's just recovering at this point. So because he's older now, he can't recover as quick. If if he's still in hospital, I mean, for fuck's sake, you can't get up from his, like, gurney. So, you know what? I sort of thought, maybe he's not going to make it. Maybe he's not going to, you know, come. Yeah. So, I, when he cancelled, I'm like, oh, okay, fair enough. But I was still angry. I wanted to see him. Yeah, well, who, when the lineup was first revealed, which were the bands that made you want to buy a ticket? I mean, for me, it was obviously Ozzy and Slayer and Judas Priest and Ghost, who I didn't get to see. Um, Devil's Skin got added later, and um, Airborne got added later too, and I'm glad they were added, and Anthrax as well. Yeah. So for me, it was um, Behemoth, Anthrax, Alice, Judas, and Slayer. Those were the reasons. Yeah. So five bands I was in on the action. And then some 41 announced they were going like a little later. I thought, oh shit, maybe if they don't clash, I can see far as some 41, but I could, but I couldn't. So I was pissed. What a shame. But overall, it was a great lineup. It was better than last year, probably. I hope they get a good lineup for next year. Do you think they'll go to Queensland next year to Brisbane? They they deserve a Queensland show. No, but th- if they can afford it, yeah, I think they should. I think because. Good things came. Good things was a brand new festival last year, and it was in Melbourne, Sydney, and Brisbane. Like, how could they afford that? So I'm like, who runs Good Things? And I feel like Good Things might have taken some of the bands that Download would have wanted, mm. but whatever. Like, Baby Metal probably would have been good for Download, but doesn't matter because I think Good Things was more of a punk festival. Yeah, um, I can imagine. Like, say if the Offspring did Download instead this year with all the other bands. Yeah, it'd be, it'd feel a bit strange. I think. Yeah, Sum Forty One would have been good for. Good, good things, things, yeah. And Pennywise, I think. But yeah, if Good Things could afford to go through those three cities instantly, then I'm sure Download should be able to afford a Queensland leg next year. And that should be good because, as we've seen from the lineup this year, is that um, having, well, I would assume this would be the case, but I don't know that for sure, that having two shows, Sydney and Melbourne, means they can attract more, have more money to buy bands, more mm. bands to come down. So, if it goes to Queensland too, that means we might have bigger lineups, I think. Hopefully. But who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But overall, down, that was Download 2019 in Melbourne. It was great. It was in the rock capital of Melbourne. It yeah. was terrific. I liked it. For Leamington. And hopefully we get more bands. What? Who do you want to see in, an, in another lineup? Tremonti. Tremonti, yes. Trivium. Any headliners? Trivium. Trivium. 
Maybe I'd like to see, because I, I still haven't had a chance to see Disturbed. Might be good if Disturbed headlined the next one, because they were going to headline Soundwave, but then that one got cancelled. Um, I would like to see System, mm. but that's that's a bit up in the air, because they'll... I don't know. System are weird at the moment. No one knows about System. Well, Tool just announced Tours. Oh, so it'll definitely be Tool then. Do you Tool, think? I think Tool headline, download next year. Maybe. Um, so also announced that we know, so we know that these, this band is 90% sure are not going to download next year and that's Metallica and Slipknot because they are having that show in October this year. Was it October? Yeah, October. And well, okay. I think we, we both have money issues. You and me are both having a bit of money issues at the moment. Let's just say we didn't. Would you go? If I didn't have money issues? Yes. Yes, me too. So, you know, we're going to try and see if we can work so yeah, we can go yeah. see Metallica and Slipknot because Slipknot, you know, like I haven't been too much into them, but, you know, I've seen them live and they're really, really, really good live. And so I think it'd be a good excuse for me to start listening to them heaps and getting into them some more. Yeah. Uh, I'm more of a Metallica fan. Well, me too, of course. And I want to see what they play off the new album because I like the new album a lot. So I want to hear some of that stuff. I want to hear Moth. I want to hear Moth. And I want to hear Spit Out the Bone. Hopefully they play it. Well, that's up to Lars if he's up for it. Yes. So, so maybe we need to massage Lars before we can get him on stage, you know, get the muscles going. Yeah. So I guess we'll see what happens. And uh, also, yeah, 12 Foot Ninja was playing too. Forgot about them. Oh, yeah. That would have been great, I think. Anyway, we're going to end the podcast now. Aww. Thank you so much for being here, Reese. All right. Tell us what you got going on. What have I got going on? Oh, I am searching for a drummer. You're in the band of Scarin. Yeah. We, well, we recorded a different podcast a couple of hours ago, which you won't hear for a few weeks, but uh, it's a long one. But, uh, Reese, you're just going to have to repeat the shtick you did in that last one. Yeah. What's, so, what do you got going on? So, um, we are looking for a new drummer. We are looking for a drummer who has interests that lie within uh, black metal, death metal. Who is we? The band of Scarian. So, we were just hoping if you know anyone or are someone that can play the drums please let us know we are on facebook twitter and instagram and you can catch our music if you want at spotify itunes soundcloud and Bandcamp if you want they have to be based in the rock capital of melbourne, melbourne do yeah. they not they do so this is a very rock capital promotion yes no, not promotion it's a uh, job search let's say that yeah thank you for letting me use your platform so definitely check Escarian out and Reese. and uh, this my name is Stefan this is the Rock Capital Podcast if you attend a download uh, you know write to us rockcapitalpodcast at gmail.com or on Facebook Rock Capital Pod Twitter at Rock Capital Pod you know let me know um, I'm also at ask, at Stefan Bradley 3 and just let me know what you thought of download if you went, or maybe you didn't go. Or maybe you're from a different country. Maybe you're from Spain or, or the UK, whatever, different download. Or they have Hellfest or wherever you are. Tell me why you didn't go to this download. Tell me <laughs> if you if you miss if you wish Soundwave was back on, or what do you think of Big Day Out back in the day? Just tell me your opinion. I would like to hear. This is the Rock Capital Podcast, so be sure to subscribe, rate five stars, give it a, give us a like wherever you hear or listen to your podcast, please do that. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks again, Reese, for coming in. No problem. This is Rock Capital. I'm Stefan. See you later.